Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. We are on the I Love South Orange County podcast. Uh, I'm going to keep talking and doing my little introduction. I'm going to hope to get more people to join in. Uh, as I understand it, we're going to be on uh, Josh's IG Live page. So uh, I, you know, thank you for uh, jumping in. Today, we have a special topic. Uh, we are uh, essentially, we are going to be reviewing from a macro to micro level on the entire system that is criminal justice and the parts that are broken about it. And ultimately, it is the stories that come out of it from the, from the people that are affected and the families that are affected. So um, thank you so much, Josh Abner, my, my, my buddy and friend, uh, amazing activist uh, from Lake Forest. Uh, I am, you know, honored <laughs> to take on some uh, hosting and moderating duties. Um, and I will- Thank you, you know, so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Um, and let's have, uh, you know, let's just kind of toss it to you, uh, Josh, for, uh, right. for right. the first so, topic. From an overview, let me make, uh, make sure if it makes sense to you, Luis, right? Yes, sir. We, we, uh, you informed me of a topic that uh, topic that happens too often, right? So fresh, fresh, fresh news, breaking news just a week right. ago. Go ahead. Yeah, no. And what happened is that it happened so often that even though it was on the on the fly, I had a handle, right? On uh what was going on as unfortunate as the uh as fortunate as the circumstance is it happens so often that uh we were able to catch capture the story and we're also able to understand it on a deeper level. And since we understand it on a uh, deeper level, right? We want to share that with the audience and we want to share information with each other so we can understand uh, deeply, right? And right now we're living in a polarized society where you watch, uh, Don Lemon, right? Chris Como, and then you watch Fox, and they tell you the exact opposite, right? So you don't know what's going on. So what we're going to do is citizen reporting. We're going to share information, and we're going to learn from each other. So we can, because if you don't know your surroundings, right, you put yourself in uh, danger. So we're going to look at four shootings, I believe, of minorities, where minorities are dead. And these uh, situations by cops, even though they're investigated in Los Angeles, in Orange County, they're not going to be investigated, right? So what we're going to do now is we're going to share uh, the screen. Let me know uh, people that are joining us, uh, helping us out, explain the situation. If any of this doesn't make sense, so I can clarify. So looking at it from a macro point of view, right? Why aren't these uh, 
shootings, right, uh, that, that have ended up in murders uh, being investigated, right? Why aren't they being uh, looked at? All right, so Josh is doing his share screen. Right. Thank you so much, Josh, for being uh, the technical whiz. <laughs> right, and we're getting it together too. We're doing this on the fly, but again, unfortunately, even though we're doing this on the fly, it's amazing how much information is happening because these unfortunate circumstances happen uh, way, way too often. Uh, do a check on your IG live. I, I, I'm, it appears that we're not currently on IG live. Okay. So yeah, um, in case we are having live viewers right now, I will proceed and Josh, feel free to jump back in as you as 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 you need. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do this and then I'll check IG live, right? Perfect. So looking at it from a macro point of view, the sheriff of Orange County is a man by the name of Don Barnes, right? So let's look at the last three sheriffs of Orange County. First is Mike Corona. Mike Corona was convicted of multiple felonies and running a mafioso racketeering ring. So this is the environment that Don Barnes grew up in in the Sheriff's Department. He's the right-wing, alt-right-wing guy, basically a capital insurrectionist. So who was the other leader that followed uh, Mike Corona convicted felony. It was this lady, uh, I guess I blocked her name from my mind, but she was she spent 30 years in the LA Sheriff's Department, comes to Orange County, becomes a sheriff. And this is an elected position, but people are rich and are uh, apathetic, right? So what they do is they do not know who they are like really voting for. So they voted for this lady, her claim to shame, uh, to shame really, claim to shame, it's a way to put it, but in another way of putting it, it would be a uh, claim to fame, is the fact that she double dipped, meaning that she took a salary from the Orange County Sheriff's Department and at the same time, took her retirement from LA Sheriff. So she was making over $100,000, over $800,000, I mean, a year. So again, a very, very unfortunate uh, circumstance and a lot of corruption involved between her time in the LA Sheriff's Department and the Orange County Sheriff's Department. And behind her in comes uh, Don Barnes. And Don Barnes is a disciple, if you will, or a continuous of that type of corruption. You say, Josh, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is, as we look at here, we see Don Barnes, right? He belongs to what they call this, 
here is called the Integrated Law and Justice Agency of Orange County. Those are 23 member agencies. Now, this is not a public for firm. This is a private firm. But they're using taxpayer dollars of the 23 member agencies that for us in this podcast, we're going to talk about the Sacramento Police Force. We're going to talk about the Tustin Police Force. And we're going to talk about the Fullerton Police Force, right? Each of these forces shot minorities without any accountability. But this right-wing mafia, this right-wing group, that you can't tell the story of guy without telling the story of Todd Spitzer. Spitzer. Todd Spitzer is a former DA. He's a former county uh, commissioner, right? Board member, or county board member. He has $3 million in his campaign, right? He's corrupt and he does a lot of shady deals, but he's right-wing. Now he's trying to go to the left because he's in a little bit of trouble. And uh, right now, Democrats uh, outraged the Republicans. And so he's trying to go a little left, but he can't help himself. Todd Spitzer beat up a mentally challenged guy about a mile away from where I'm at here at Wahoville, beat him to a pulp, and he got out of it. Because he's Todd Spitzer, right-wing protector, and he will not prosecute, right? crimes or anything that goes on in the Orange County Sheriff's Department or these 23 integrated agencies, right, that include Tustin and Fulton that we'll talk about. So that is what's going on from, from a larger level. And last night you came up uh, to me with a particular case. Is Cameron there with us? Uh, it appears not, but um, so yeah, I'll- Yeah, because we have some folks. Right. Who's the right. other folks that uh, join us here? Uh, I want to. I, I don't know if she wants to divulge her name, but uh, oh, okay, That's yeah, it's another another activist uh, sure. and 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 ally. Um, she well known in the BOM community and and an activist for anti Asian hate as well. Uh, right. Todd, Todd Spitzer for for those who are new to Orange County or or you know he he originally beat out uh, the the incumbent DA back in 2018. So right. as the Orange County District Attorney, he it's it's the district attorney's job to decide what cases to prosecute, what cases to do this, do that. And the system that we currently have under Todd Spitzer as, as assistant uh, as the DA of Orange County is he is in bed with all the police unions, he is in bed with all the uh, police officers. Um, and you know, uh, depending on, on uh, you know, so so naturally, there is a already it's already a broken system. But at the at the top of it, uh, I got a message from Love Cameron uh, regarding a password. I, was there a was there a password in the in the Zoom link that I should pass off to her? No, there shouldn't be. Let me uh, try to click her on. Right. So, yeah, so how is he, Todd Spitzer in bed? The way Todd Spitzer is in bed with them is that uh, he gets campaign uh, contributions from it. Uh, I'm getting a call from Love Cameron, but I'm guessing okay. I can't. That That's not going to work, huh? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it can't. I don't know why I can't enter on. Let's see here. Let's see. Let's oh, you know what? I see the password now. I'll pass it to her. 
Okay. Give me a second. It's hard right, so, to. Uh, so Todd Spitzer gets campaign contributions from Don Barnes, right? And you ask yourself, how's that legal? It really shouldn't be. I mean, that's why we need campaign reform, because it shouldn't be legal that Don Barnes gets uh, campaign contributions from Todd Spitzer. And then Todd Spitzer, uh, of course, he's not going to prosecute when his white friends go ahead and uh, commit crimes. It's really that simple. And the problem is that people aren't getting involved. They're not looking at this. So what we're going to do is in the episode notes, we are going to put, right, all this information, all the links, so you can uh, make a judgment for yourself, right? Make a judgment for yourself uh, as to what is going on and if these cases of minorities being killed by police in Orange County, right? Should this go on, right? So, yep. Uh, Orange County Register, we're looking at Kurt Ringhall, right? Who in September uh, uh, 2021 was murdered by, I'm going to say it's murdered based on what I saw from the video. So, a video shows four cops on top of a homeless man. And the cops said that the homeless man was reaching for his gun, so he blew him away. Uh, when I saw the video, the hand was nowhere near his gun, and he had his gun holstered. Right? Sorry, so, uh, catch, me, catch me up. I missed that. What city is this? The, this the, is San Clemente. The, the San Clemente shooting, yes. Right. Of the black so, man. Okay, go ahead. Kurt Ringhold. So I saw the video. So in my personal opinion, watching the video, right, uh, it was a murder. And you say, well, Josh, why, why do you think it was a murder. And the reason I think it was a murder is because the cops said that the guy was reaching for his gun, right? Uh, and when I saw the video, the, the hand was about a foot away from his holster. And when I used to live in Florida, they used to make a big deal about how many steps it took, right, for your gun right, to be able to shoot someone. And you have to have your gun at least three steps. So for the homeless guy with four cops on top to be able to unholster the gun and do damage was going to be quite a bit of effort and steps. And these are supposed to be trained police officers. So the officer blows him away, shoots him in the head, kills the guy, right? Uh, this was not investigated. We got, got away with it. Why? <clears throat> because Todd Spitzer getting $500,000 from <coughs> Don Barnes. It's, Josh, how do you know that? The financial forms, Forms 460, are online. Anybody can look up those financial forms and see who is paying who off. Right, so on the financial forms, it shows Don Barnes giving Todd Spitzer $500,000 and think to yourself, 
when there's a transaction for five hundred thousand, let me ask you this question, Louise. Yeah. In your lifetime, even a thousand dollars, when one man gives another man a thousand dollars for money, is it with no strings attached? Yes or no? <laughs> it depends. Are you uh, are you offering me something? <laughs> no, it, and so that's why it's not prosecuted now. Right, right. Well, here well, to, in, to, in, to, to recap, Josh, Josh, yeah, to ahead. recap, right? To recap, you know, this is this is the Orange County Sheriff in bed with the Orange County District Attorney, right? Right. And specifically, they're giving each other campaign contributions that you can look up online for sixty forms. But we're going to do the work for you. We're going to have the links so you can look at. So let me share the page one more time, and I'd like to know your thoughts. Uh, Do you mind if I start talking about the Tustin case real quick so that I can update people on just the latest news? Well, let, let, let's lead, in, lead, lead into it one more time. I'll do it real quick. Awesome. And we do have we do have Cameron on the on on. Uh, okay, and I'll let you introduce on the uh, camera, right? So, recap real quick. We have Don Barnes. We told you his history, right? Uh, the one before him, convicted felon. The integrated law agencies that he runs privately gets five hundred thousand dollars for. That includes Tustin and Fullerton, and then we have the the suspected murder of Hector Hernandez in Fullerton. That the DA office, the DA's office, had that for fourteen months, right? And they have it prosecuted. So, with all that said. I get a call from you last night, right? And in lightning speed, I know what's going on, right? Even though I barely know as much as I would like about this case. So now we're going to bring in Miss Cameron, who's informed on this case, what happened in Tustin. And you can tell us what's going down with that. Luis and uh, Miss Cameron. Go ahead, guys. Yep. Yeah, thank you. So uh, as, as, as uh, Mrs. Cameron uh, gets ready, essentially, you know, and, and anyone can Google on. this right now. Uh, I don't think camera, my camera's on. Your camera is not on at the moment, Cameron. How do you turn it on? There should be a button if you're using Zoom. I'm using the Zoom app, correct? Yes, look for a, look for a turn, turn, turn the camera on. So while, while Love Cameron uh, does that, I will, <sighs> I will introduce the situation, which right. is last, be last Monday, we have... In Tustin, uh, uh, you know, literally like 5.3 miles from where I'm currently sitting here in Marketplace on the Irvine side, right? I, I, I literally can see Tustin on the other side, right? So, uh, you know, uh, IPD on this side, TPD on that side, and I'm sitting on the Irvine side, right? So uh, not too far from a trailer park, uh, a, 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 a incident happened and it was called in. Uh, where there's a suspicious person, a suspicious individual, uh, not even in the trailer park, but on that block. TPD responded to the scene, and the, the information that we have is the suspicious individual jumped out of the bushes, and the result of that is a dead individual shot dead by a bullet that came out of a Tustin police officer's firearm. That was Monday, and then that triggered a whole investigation. Uh, and Love Cameron has 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 a history. She's been she's been paying attention to Tustin 
uh, and there you go. Hey, love. So, so we have um, love, Cameron, and I'm and not on video. You are. Your video is on. Did so, you see my face? And now it's off. It was on, and now and now we're on again. So we see we see love, Cameron, and 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 love, Cameron is a is is one of my very dear friends, an activist. You know, we're all activists. Anyone who's paying attention to this and listening into this, we're all activists. Uh, but more I'm an that, activist, um, mostly for medical freedom, but right. I was drawn to this. I'm an activist for medical freedom. And uh, <laughs> to be very transparent, I'm, uh, I'm a conservative. <laughs> I'm not, uh, uh, no one has yet accused me of being a liberal, put it that way. But I, I'm a comp I identify as a compassionate conservative. So I embrace a lot of causes that are actually not even embraced by establishment Democrats, they tend to be mostly, they fall mostly within the ambit of what progressives are agitating for, such as the sure. housing first model. Sure. Uh, I, I think it's fiscally, I think it makes fiscal sense. If someone is homeless, by definition, they don't need food, they don't need clothes, they don't need your raggedy ass hand downs, they need a place to live, give them a place to live, it's cheaper than housing them in our jails. Right. and our emergency rooms. Um, I also, um, I have a strong libertarian streak and um, that has also at times, I find Democrats, establishment Democrats and establishment Republicans both are control freaks in my opinion. And right. I've, <laughs> I've bucked with my own party so many times already that this is not exactly something novel. Okay. Um, I have my own issue with all elected officials, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Is my camera on? Do y'all even see me? Because I legit. We, we see you clearly. We see you very clearly. Like, is it close up or? It's, it, it's based, it's very close now. It's, and now you're off. What about now? Yes. Go ahead. Like, how, how close? Uh, right there is fine. So, so okay. uh, yeah, love Cameron. Do you want to do you want to talk to share your experience? Uh, do you want to just kind of give your insight into this this case, which is an ongoing investigation? Well, well, the first thing we need to do is say his name. Can you check your text messages? I would like you you to be the one to say it because if it wasn't for you, this movement would not have took off. I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable divulging details that were shared to me, you know, in confidence, you know, without explicit permission because well, it it, because the rel you. it was shared to me exactly well no well they they they, they communicated to me in confidence as well but and they didn't they, they didn't tell me that it was confidential i mean i can uh, double check that they never asked uh in okay. fact I said that it was for i said it was for a youtube podcast let me look at my instagram and see if they have revoked okay. any permission so, so what's been what's been what's been told by everyone, and 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 because of this incident uh, on the, this weekend, we reached out to Tustin Mayor. Um, okay, Louis, I'm sorry Clark. to interrupt you. Can I just interrupt you for a second? I double checked mm -hmm. on my Instagram, and uh, okay, here's the message. Please, this is me. Okay, this is my message. Please tell us your uncle's name so we can mention it on okay. YouTube. At minimum, at minimum, the first name. Uh, emoji SOS and then continue we have a YouTube podcast that will air at 4 p.m so LMK that's of course let me know the name 
SOS. Response, Luis Manuel. Uh, last name is Garcia. So, Luis Garcia, say his name. Okay. So, Luis Garcia, from, from, from what, what we just heard from my dear friend, Love Cameron, was shot and killed in broad daylight by people who have sworn an oath to serve and protect the community. And a lot of details remains to be, uh, remain, remains to be disclosed. Uh, active investigation. Right. Uh, we, we, I personally reached out to Tustin Mayor Letitia Clark and her response is, it is an ongoing investigation. It's unfortunate. Um, unfortunate? You, know, we, <laughs> you think? Josh, you think that's unfortunate? Yeah, yeah, great. Well, how about, let me ask but, you this. But hold uh, on, but, uh, but the point being ahead. is, uh, uh, this is kind of like, I, I, you know, I wish I was a reporter because it's like, you know. Well, uh, you are a reporter. Her, we, we have to her, do our own reporting. This is, yeah, this is citizenry investigation. So, right. you know, because this is an email from correspondence from the mayor, you know, I learned this from Cameron, who's well-versed in the law. Um, I'm, I'm very ignorant. Disclaimer, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an attorney. I've never been right. to law school. I'm not licensed to practice law in any of the U.S., in any of the 50 U.S. states or her territories. So, yeah, thank you for that disclaimer. So, uh, because this is an email from Le the office of Letitia Clark, uh, I can disclose publicly that, quote unquote, the body camera footage will be released in a few days, uh, 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 you know, I'm not quoting verbatim because I don't have it in right. front of me, but in a few days, and that was on Monday morning, yesterday. And yesterday was city council meeting uh, as it happened, uh, you know, coincidentally, and we, we, public comments were taken by myself and, 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 and Love Cameron. Uh, we both spoke for five minutes uh, collectively on this specific instance, right? So what happened? What, what do you guys know so far? I went completely, uh, okay, one thing, so, since this is a public YouTube uh, podcast, I just want to say that I went completely off the chain on yesterday at the city council meeting, and I was less than ladylike, and I was less than gracious. And I'm not saying this to apologize because I don't feel I owe an apology for nothing. If anything, the Tustin police owes an apology to the family and the community for not being accountable, for lack of transparency, for lack of integrity, for lack of ethics, for lack of professionalism, but most of all, for not being legit and straight up and uh, basically trying to conceal this from the public. Now, with that being said, I'm a lady, so... I have an obligation to speak in a ladylike tone and manner at all times, not because of who the listener is, but because of who I am. If I want to be treated like a lady and thought of and perceived as, as ladylike, then I need to live up to that image. And my diatribe, my full on rant on yesterday that lasted slightly over two minutes was anything but ladylike. And I take responsibility for that. That is not an apology to Tustin if in, in the event they're actually going to watch this on YouTube. I apologize for nothing. I apologize for jack shit, okay? But I could have been a little bit more articulate, a little bit more prepped and less emotional. I apologize, I, I apologize to myself 
and to my good friend, uh, Louis Huang, because, uh, you know, oh, I hope we can show our face at that establishment again. <laughs> I think we can. Um, well, for anyone interested, these, these, are, these are recorded and the recording is on the website, uh, on the Tustin City website. And yeah, we'll go ahead at, at the end of the podcast. Uh, and we'll publish recall, this. I'll go ahead and, and I'll uh, record those and publish and, them at the end of the podcast. And if I recall, there were uh, there were definitely uh, uh, words thrown out of a certain um, farm animal that I is said, uh, typically I, I used said, yeah, uh, directed at. Yeah. <laughs> so it so was yeah. Inappropriate. It was highly inappropriate, and I was I was unrestrained. I was overcome with emotion. And Louis, I, if I, might, I know we're limited on time, but I really need to say this. I took up this cause because I've had my own issues with Tustin Police Department. And it was, uh, I follow, I do follow them, not because uh, I want to show them love or because I have any love left for them. I don't. But I follow them because I want to know what the hell is going on. Frankly, I'm not surprised that they gun somebody down in cold blood. Uh, shooting, police shooting, I'm not even trying to say police shooting, they executed that transient. That so uh, Let me know what, what you guys know about it. Last night, give me a pretty good detail. The, uh, I, I follow, I make it a, a habit to Google Tustin police on the regular. I do yeah. it approximately a few times a month. Um, I hadn't done it in a minute. I hadn't done it since like the beginning. Uh, I mean, uh, since like the beginning of August, I did it um, on Thursday, last Thursday. So just barely a week ago. That's how quickly events unfolded. I Googled last Thursday and I seen uh, several LA Times, I mean, several articles from reputable publications, LA Times, OC Register, and there's like another local one that I forgot, and also KTLA. And all of them made reference to the fact that um, a person who was of unnamed, uh, who, who was not identified by their gender or by their, um, there was nothing to identify them, but I did a thorough in-depth critical analysis of the article and I was convicted in my heart that this was a homeless person. Now, I don't- So why, give, give us the narrative. Tell us what happened based on what you read. I, you know, I, I'm really, with all due respect to you, Josh, I think you're awesome. I think your awesomeness personified, but I'm really not trying to get into why why I knew they were homeless. I do not know this individual. Well, meaning that homeless, right? Because uh, let, me, let me say this. Let me uh, relate to you what I understood from what you said last night, and let me know if I'm right. Yeah. You have somebody who might or might not, uh, in up preface this by saying uh, my wife's been a psychotherapist for 17 years and she has a lot of experience with severe uh, mental illness not for me <laughs> but for my, <laughs> her, her patients and she she's dealt with the homeless population now the way I dealt with the homeless population was in my uh, restaurant in North Park Florida that's the $9,000 show the free $100,000 all the homeless people you see it. free yeah so all the homeless people you see is free and the head homeless guy, head mafia homeless guy say, hey, you can't get free food from Josh unless you pass out flyers. So feeding the homeless ended up being revenue generated. 
but my wife's actually dealt with them, given therapy, helped some people rehabilitate. Some people can't because of severe mental illness. Some people choose not to because of really uh, hardcore drug addiction. So well, from what I heard from you last homeless, night, are homeless for this, a reason. Yeah, so this guy was uh, maybe hiding within the bushes. He might have had severe mental illness. He might have been unhoused. Uh, he might have been on um, mind-altering drugs. Uh, he wasn't uh, complying to commands. Yeah. And he gets his head blown off. Yep, basically. I, I speculated, um, and I told Lewis this, because I was getting at Lewis all weekend long, trying to get him to take up my calls. And on Sunday night, he fin I finally uh, won him over to this. But um, I told Lewis, I said, I believe that based on my critical analysis of these articles in the subtotal and reading between the lines, that this individual was a transient and or that they had severe persistent mental illness, S right. SDMI. And uh, furthermore, I believe this person was off of their meds. Uh, they probably, it's my opinion that they were probably on some type of court ordered medication and uh, were simply not taking their meds or, and more had relapsed into drug use and or all of the above. <laughs> more, right. more like some combination Absolutely. of factors. Uh, all these elements added together. And I also said, based on my belief, uh, I think that this is a white or white Hispanic male based on the demography of the unhoused population in the city of Tustin. Right. Like Irvine, for example, has homeless females. Ho a homeless female would not survive in the city of Tustin, nor in the city of Santa Ana. So um, based, uh, there, there is homeless females out by the beach, but based on the demography of Tustin, I believe this was a white or white Hispanic male. Lewis uh, conjectured he may have been black. I said, I highly doubt it. But he may have been, but I haven't seen any homeless black folk in Tustin. Just right. keeping it real. Um, so I kind of had a picture in my mind, a profile, if you will. <clears throat> I had a profile of the victim. And I decided if this person, uh, and by the way, I'm in Facebook jail right now. I'm banned by the mother's Zucker for, it's a whole different thing. It's alleged vaccine disinformation is what they said, but I can't get on my Facebook and post or comment at all. So, or share, I can't even share anything. So I used Instagram as my preferred um, platform. And I was every single day, several times a day, I was steady posting on Instagram on Tustin Police's post. And I went back for the last two weeks and I pointed out that there was absolutely no mention of any dead person. And I asked some friends of mine to also post on Facebook. And I think at least one of them, her name is Jenny, uh, at least one of them did. She's, um, she's out of uh, Laguna and uh, She's also sort of familiar with the dynamics in Tustin because um, I think she worked in Tustin or, or her husband did or, or something. But anyway, um, so I asked her to post on there and I asked her to tell everybody if she knows to also post in Tustin Police Department's Facebook page. Um, I, uh, there does seem to be some activity on their Facebook page from what, from what I saw. But that being said, um, I'm sorry, I was 
I'm sorry. Oh my god. Um, that being said, uh, I, I legit got no sleep last night. Um, the victim's family finally contacted me this morning at three o'clock in the morning. Three o'clock in the morning. Okay. And I'm trying to keep this phone up. Oh, I'm covering the camera. Duh. Um, you know what? I, if it's okay, I'm just gonna. Can you cut the camera off, please? Sure. So. Let's see. Oh Lord. Okay. There you go. It's okay. I'll just I'll just exit the Zoom app and, and keep it on speaker and keep talking. So okay. the victim's family, um, they had contacted me, but my Instagram profile was set to private. Um after I started posting on Tustin Police's Facebook page, because people were like looking at my pictures and these, this is, my Instagram is not for activism. It, it's not like Lewis's Instagram or Sally's Instagram. It's never been, uh, it, it's mostly just silly little pics, selfies. It, it's my, my Instagram is selfie central, okay? And it's not for anyone else. It, it's not generally, you know, for activism or to take up any causes. Although I have posted some limited activism on there, but, Anyways, the point is that people were looking at my Instagram page and I was uncomfortable. So I set it to private. Now, when you right. set your Instagram to private, you, by definition, have to manually go in and accept message requests from people who are not your followers. Okay, got it. If someone's not following you, you have to accept them before you even view the message. And I have, um, I'm not just saying this to sound any kind of way but I, I do have a lot of messages from guys <laughs> an inordinate number of messages from guys on my instagram i always have right. and mostly they're just you know some kind of way that i'm not trying to deal with right. so i and whenever i see a guy is trying to get in touch with me i generally don't make it a priority to check those messages put it that way but something told me uh i clicked on the profile and it was a private account and it was a Hispanic male, Garcia. And I was like, but then I realized that the same person, while I was trying to decide if I even wanted to look at that Instagram message, I was debating whether or not I even, it was three o'clock in the morning and <clears throat> I was legit tanked. I was debating if I even wanted to open the damn message and manually accept it. And I noticed that they had previously earlier in the evening responded to a post and tagged several other people on Tustin Police's Instagram webpage. And I said, oh my Lord, is this the miracle that I might, I just might have a breakthrough? So I clicked on what they said, but all they did was tag people. They did not make any comment. So I was like, I seriously have to see this message. So I clicked on the message and I read it and it was chilling. It was chilling. Josh, yes, uh, is the only way I, I can uh, describe it. The message, uh, there was two messages, one of them from uh, you, and I'm only saying this because they publicly commented on the Test Employees website and tagged their family members, Garcia underscore 2010. Uh, and then we have Christian or Christ, Christian, I think is the proper, uh, Christian, uh, and then there he tagged Christian and uh, Garcia 2010 both messaged me and uh, Christian is as Garcia Chris 8 so I already knew their surname 
and uh, I read the messages and it was heartbreaking. It was, uh, uh, um, the individual killed by the police officer was my uncle. And yes, he was homeless. My brother visited him there a lot. And we have so many questions and concerns as well. As of right now, we only know what the article states. We know there are witnesses. That was how he said, not witnesses. We know there are witnesses, and my family is going to fight this case. So I ask, I go, where do y'all live? Like locally here in the OC? And he says, yes, intestine. We didn't find out about his passing until Saturday morning on the 13th of August. Now, obviously, Friday was the 13th, not Saturday. But either right. way, um, he makes it clear that it's Saturday morning. I believe he has his dates uh, twisted, but I believe that it was Saturday, not Friday, which makes it even worse because that's a whole week. That's over a week. That's eight days, eight full days, nine days after the shooting. How did y'all find out? Did the pigs tell you? How did y'all learn of the death? Well, the police found a picture of my uncle's girlfriend in his wallet and they sent the police to tell her and she eventually told us. Crazy. The police made no effort to locate the victim's family. Now, right. username Garcia Chris Eight, which is Christian or Christian, um, all he he um, sent a message from his own Instagram account, and all he said was, "That was my uncle," with a tear emoji, like you know the the crying face. Actually, it's the it's the face that's like legit, like straight up bawling, like not even crying, right. but like the, the one that's bawling, like the head back and the tears are just flowing. That was my uncle emoji with flowing tears and me. I'm heartbroken for you and fill in your loss. Please reach out to at Lewis Huang for Irvine SOS SOS emoji. He's a professional activist and community organizer and can help you and your family. And um then I come to find out that the victim has a daughter named Emily and she was also publicly tagged. Now, I don't know if Emily is a minor. Uh, the man, the victim was in his 40s. So I, I don't know if Emily is a minor. So I, even though she is publicly tagged on Instagram, I'm not going to reveal her user handle. Um, there is also the oldest brother and he is, at Mary Jane Lover. And he appears to be, based on his picture, in his 40s. I have not spoken to the oldest brother. Um, the oldest brother, I'm sorry, um, is it brother or dad? No, okay, so there's three brothers. And I don't know how this works, but one of the brothers is almost the same age as the uncle. <laughs> right. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there with that. But um, right. Yeah, so the, so, so, so the bottom line is, right, let me know your opinion on this. Yeah. Uh, you have the guy in San Clemente, right, homeless shot, nobody's, uh, I'd like to know your opinion on two things, right, the whole situation, and then the whole, what selective prosecution is, which, which I think is one of the big problems. You have the homeless guy, San Clemente, black guy shot, killed. You have Hector Hernandez killed in uh, Florida, right? You have uh, Garcia killed in Tustin. You have uh, 
basically Don Barnes between the consulting firm, right? Which has the 23 agencies, it's private, the inclusive tested in Fullerton, getting 400,000 there, then $500,000 a year. Uh, from being in the Orange County Sheriff, she has Todd Spitzer, who's getting money from Don Barnes. And then you have you, right? Uh, you've been harassed by the police, and, and now you're dealing with well, I was uh, this really, murder there. I, so how makes sense of all that for me? And then uh, selective prosecution. Now the doctrine of selective prosecution says that the prosecutor does not fight all the crimes. He gets to choose which crimes to prosecute and which not to prosecute. I am the opinion that uh, DAs and cops around the country have proven through history that they do not have the bandwidth or uh, it's just not a good process. They should just call balls and strikes and not try to choose which crimes you're going to uh, prosecute and which crimes they don't. Right? I definitely so, think so let I, me know what I, you think because you're a very very intelligent woman thank you so much for coming on um Cameron and so tell us what do you think about those two topics so with regards to Todd Spitzer um first off um do me a favor Josh on a very personal level if you don't mind whenever you have a chance um if you feel about Todd Spitzer even remotely uh close to what my sentiments are. Hashtag Todd Spitzer for prison 2022. Um, lock him up. Lock him up, literally. Um, Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi. Uh, exciting news. Okay. Uh, Pete, Pete Harden just talked to me for 10 minutes. Oh. And he is, on, he is on the case. He is an ally. Uh, fun fact, he is, he is on a campaign to take out lying Spitzer. So he, he is- You wanna lock him up, you want, want him to prosecute that. Hey, but- hey, once, 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 once Pete Harden becomes OCDA uh, next, next, next year. Prison. Yes. <laughs> Todd Spitzer uh, for prison. And he has referrals for anyone uh, looking for civil rights lawyers and, and all kinds of lawyers. So, so I am gonna divulge, I've already sent that information to you, Love Cameron. Uh, if you would be so kind to share it with the Garcia family um, and, and let them coordinate with amazing civil rights people to, to give them the proper representation that is under their legal rights as, as, as family members of this tragic incident. So um, that's right. what so, I got. For, like, breaking so, news. So, so Luis, let me ask you these two questions that I asked uh, Ms. Cameron here, right? And I'm going to let her answer, and then I want you to hear your answer, right? Okay, so it's a two-part question. Let me let me uh, fill in, Louise, as he had to go talk to Pete. We're going to work hard to get Pete elected. So number one was the concept that we see here. We saw playing the George Floyd situation, the doctrine of selective prosecution. That there's so many crimes being committed that a person in Todd Spitzer and Don Barnes situation are only gonna investigate and prosecute crimes of their choosing. I say that they should just call balls and strikes a crime's a crime, and that throughout history, 
cherished throughout the world, really, but throughout our country, NDAs throughout our country, have proven that they are incapable of executing that process fairly. Second part question, uh, Don Barnes, right? And I'll share the screen uh, quickly again. Uh, Don Barnes, we got, there's Todd Spitzer, people want to see him, that's good old Todd. Bit up the, the mentally challenged case. Okay, so Don Barnes, if you look at him here, he makes $900,000 a year, right? From the Sheriff's Department. Wow. Then he is wow. privately, this is a consulting firm, right? It is called the Integrated Law and Justice Agency, Orange County, 23 member agencies. And to us, what's important is uh, Fullerton and Tustin are members of these agencies, and they give uh, Don Barnes another 400000 I heard about it at the beginning of the podcast. I, I was actually listening while I was trying to oh, get cool, cool. cool. So it made I, sense, I, right? Yeah. So what are your two questions? So this is a question. So you have Todd Spitzer and Don Barnes. Barnes gives Spitzer $500,000 for his campaign. You have the guy sent Clemente, black guy shot. You have Hector Hernandez here, right? Shot and dead. And then you have Garcia shot and dead. Make sense of all that for me. And what are your thoughts on selective prosecution? Well, uh, as far as the selective prosecution, Josh, um, going back to our mutually shared root, um, I want to tell you something that um, a prosecutor in St. Lucie County told me when uh, I was the victim of a crime, which is not every case was meant to be prosecuted. Yeah. Not every case was meant to be prosecuted. Now, that being said, I, be I believe that when there is any uh, serious bodily injury, serious bodily harm, or a death committed by any government actor, right. any government actor, it, it could be a security guard at the welfare office, okay? Right. Any government actor, period. That investigation should be automatically routed to the state attorney general's office. Automatically. Um, the state Perfect, with no thought or anything. It's automatic. It's uh, called balls and strike, yes. It, or, or at minimum, there should be what's called a lateral, L-A-T-E-R-A-L, for those of y'all listening, a lateral investigation, uh, meaning that the local elected prosecutor, in this case, Todd Spitzer, but any local elected prosecutor does their investigation, and then the state attorney general's office uh, does their own, and that actually is quite common uh, in Florida in cases of death. Um, right. It may not be publicized. The attorney general doesn't do this uh, fancy-ass <clears throat> tricked-up press release, but they're doing it. They're, they're at minimum, they're overseeing the investigation. Um, 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 um,
So I'm going to jump in real quick with a 30 second thing. So uh, this is exciting to me as a as a as a as a political nerd. But because of the, you know, this is grassroots activism that that works. So this Tustin police case, and it's related to what your 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 Josh's question was. So because of all the George Floyd uh, uh, situation last year, California passed AB. 1506, which is now a law, effective July 1st, brand new law, that a police shooting, uh, uh, I think police shooting death, according to the LA Times, now automatically triggers a Department of Justice review with Mr. Rob Bonta, the, the relatively new attorney general at the state level. So it's supposed to be, instead of instead of, you know, what's the term, uh, inmates, you know, inmates guarding the inmates or whatever, instead hey, of police, hey, hey. police investigating the police uh, as an internal affairs investigation. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're, they're historically, there's cover-ups and all kinds of bullshit, right? But right. brand new law because of George Floyd and, and amazing activists, some of them are in, in you know, on, listening in, I think, right now. Um, right. Uh, you know, sh she knows who she is. BLM, uh, we have a investigation uh, because of AB 1506, and I just I'm so proud that we actually there was some law that is now immediately, to, you know, last week, being being triggered to try to rectify the situation. And then I'm going to turn it over to Cameron with with Josh's permission. Cameron, go ahead. Okay, so all I wanted to say is. Um, not to uh, uh, not to counter anything that Lewis has said, but I just want to add an important caveat: the new law, the the new law, the new legislation that Lewis is referring to, only applies when police shoot a unarmed individual. If the individual has any weapon, that legislation does not apply. It's statutory. That's all. Yes, exactly. Unarmed police. Police shooting or police death? Police shooting. Uh, uh, I don't think it, it doesn't have to involve a death. It's, it's, a, it's a police shooting of anyone who's unarmed. So uh, unarmed I, is the operative word, yes. Yes. So if I'm holding my coffee cup right now and, and somehow a police officer ends up shooting me or at me maybe, right? It, because it's a police shooting, but it, you know, I, don't, I don't necessarily need to be shot. Well, that deserves at the highest level, right? Rob Bonta and his office, he's the highest law of California, technically speaking, right? As attorney, uh, as AG. So again, I, I'm pretty excited that something like that, July 1st was the day it was implemented and now already TPD, you know, watch yourself, right? Right. So, uh, it's been a good podcast. It, it hasn't been perfect because we did it on the fly, but we gave you a lot of information and we explained to you how the, uh, the structure works. And within that structure, we gave you a lot of detail on a specific uh, event that happened in Tustin uh, where a life was lost. And I, I know about 50% of people don't have any empathy for a life that is lost, but 50% do. 
and I know uh, Luis and Miss Cameron and myself, we either are parents and we decide to go with our parents. We have empathy for people who perhaps their life could have lived a little bit longer, the church's life a little bit longer, and it pains us if there's a system in place that facilitates the ending prematurely of anyone's life, right? So, here, here, Josh, here, here is both with this. We'll, we'll go with uh, Luis and Miss Cameron. Give us uh, your final thoughts. Yes. So, so here's the short list, right? Orange County, the last couple of years, the Hernandez case, Fullerton Police Department, right? Tustin, we already talked about it. Um, San Clemente, uh, uh, shooting death of a black man, right? San Clemente, and then the Mike Corona uh, uh, case. Uh, which I, I didn't write down the, the, the jurisdiction or the police. Oh, no, he, 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 he was the former sheriff for Shantan. Oh, oh my, my bad. So, so that's just... Make them exactly. So, so this is, it, it seems to me, right, like a trend, like a systemic right. broken system, right, which is what BLM has been you know, rallying against, which is what so many activists, you know, involving home, home, homeless advocates like uh, Madam Cameron herself, you know, mental Madam. health activist, uh, 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 you know, because she's from the South, so I have to be a little bit more polite, you know. Uh, Lewis, please stop saying madam. Please stop saying madam. That, that, that's over the top, Lewis. Come on. Um, yeah, so this is here in Orange County that we have a broken system, and what can we do? We have to fix, we have to take these fights one at a time, elect the right people, uh, protest, rally, keep fighting for change. Un uh, otherwise, shit happens again. People, right. families, you know, impacted. We lose, we lose lives, and then we have to keep, you know, uh, increase mental health care. We have to homeless care. You know, we have to make sure that the, you know, that the, the bottom one percent needs to be protected as well. So thank you so much, Josh. I'll 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 turn it over now. Yeah, Mr. Cameron, what are your final thoughts? Well, Josh, I want to thank you for giving me a platform. I have two favors to ask. First off, if any anyone and everyone listening could spread hashtag Todd Spitzer for Prison 2022 because of his crimes and his uh, reckless violation, reckless disregard for the constitutional rights of defendants. And uh, of course, uh, Luis, L-U-I-S, Garcia, say his name because that is the victim in the test and shooting now to wrap things up <clears throat> i'm a conservative uh i'm here because th the only reason this even came to pass with me connecting with the victim's family and getting justice from them is because i'm not afraid of what people think idgaf what people think so with that said i'm gonna speak my mind uh on one issue to me lives matter each and every one of them my life, your life, a homeless person's life, a drug addict's life, and yes, a police officer's life. I'm a law and order type mentality. We need the police. I have never said defund the police. I have never in my life uh, took up any cause that is remotely connected to BLM, Antifa, defund the police, because that is not the person that I am. So with that said, I'm saddened to look on Google and see that um, in San Bernardino County, in the past, I think 72 hours or less, uh, police uh, were shot 
and a suspect was killed and I'm grieving for everyone involved. Now I have my own issues with the Tustin Police Department because they really dragged me through. They dragged my name through the mud um, for for something that was basically a landlord tenant uh, dispute that should have been a civil matter. It was a civil matter um, in, in its foundation. But that being said, there are some disclaimer, there are some good people in the police department. I've the Peston Police Department even. I know this because I have met them and interacted with them and engaged with them. There were some people in Tustin Police who were very concerned uh, for me when I was going through what I was dealing with. There are good police and there are bad ones. We need to focus on getting rid of the bad ones. And I may, you know, my tirade on yesterday was calling, was saying die pigs. I mean, the more I think about it, it was inappropriate. We need the police, but we need good cops. We need good cops who put themselves I personally would love to see more police officers hired from lower socioeconomic classes, from broken homes, from single family homes. I would love to see juvenile delinquents grow up, clean up their record, get their shit together and go and become police officers and serve their communities with a heart and, you know, kneel down in front of a child and say, you know what, it's okay. I've been where you're at and I know what you're going through not just lip service, but they truly can, can be feeling the pain of the impoverished communities, of marginalized communities. I think we need more diversity in policing, and I think we need more good cops and just lose the bad ones. Um, I'm, but with that being said, I'm not anti-law enforcement, and I wanted to stress that. Two sentences. In the ideal world, we can end all prisons, uh, sorry, but we can end all jails, right? Let's work towards ending all jails and let's work towards living in a society where we don't even need police, right? I imagine that. I imagine no need for, for, for jails and no need for, for, for police. I, I want to do that in my lifetime. Thank you so much, Josh. Absolutely. No. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And, uh, um, my two cents is that what we have to do is what we did on this podcast, which is educate you, look at different uh, perspectives. And I think uh, the big problem we have in Orange County is that it's a kingdom now and you need some accountability and you need people to realize the amount of money that's involved in you know, because the fact that none of these cases will be prosecuted, and I can tell you that with a certainty, is not good. But we're going to close with Winston Churchill. Because the more older I get, I realize it's not a moral, it's not a, uh, that I'm being a good guy, right? It's a business decision. The more I give, the more I get back. I give, I get 10 times back. Winston Churchill. We got through the last major uh, dramatic conflict in Western history said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the South Orange County podcast. Thank you, everybody on Instagram. We'll Bye -bye. get it together better next time. Yes. Thank you, Josh. Okay, let me close this out real quick.
we'll end the stream before I say goodbye. All right, that one's done. That's recording. That's why this one cost us $800, and that cost $200. And I don't know what that cost, I'm just shaking the word. That's why.